The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, American Hauntings listeners, it's Troy. Don't have enough American hauntings in your life? Yeah, me either. But in your case, you're not chained to your desk, being forced to create content for Cody. You get to listen by choice. So why not check out our other podcast? As a Patreon supporter, you can get a new alternative podcast episode every week. And right now we're in the middle of our third season, Sinister, the true story of H.H. Holmes. You know, the serial killer, builder of the legendary murder castle, and the devil who became the villain of the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. Every episode delves deep into Holmes' most devious crimes and depraved murders. So check it out. Get that new episode every week and be a part of American Hauntings by becoming a Patreon supporter and subscribing now at patreon.com slash American Hauntings. And now, on with the show. Bobby heard it again. The knocking sounds were back. They seemed to be coming from the roof. This time he didn't run outside. He knew the ghosts were there, but he wouldn't be able to see them. The last time they'd shown up, he'd tried to ask them questions and get them to leave, but they'd only knocked yes or no in reply, and he got confused. There were three or four of them up there. He just knew it. When the haunting first started, Bobby didn't know what was happening. He didn't believe in any ghosts but the Holy Ghost, and he sure wasn't up on his roof making a racket. He just figured it was animals, some kind of Oklahoma rodent that was nagging around and waking up the family at night. Bobby took his shotgun and went to look, but there was nothing up there. No animals, no nest, nothing. But the knocking kept happening, and soon there were other things too. Faucets in the hallway, lights turning on and off, water faucets turning on in the bathroom sink by themselves. And then his six-year-old daughter, Madison, started talking to an imaginary friend. That would have been okay under normal circumstances, but not when your house is haunted. And Bobby now believed it was. That imaginary friend was not imaginary. And Bobby's wife, Cheryl Lynn, was convinced it was not a friend. It was a demon, a monster that wanted to kill their whole family. Well, Bobby had to do something. It was his job as the protector of his wife and daughter. As he sat there late at night in the fall of 2009, he made a decision. He'd go and speak to his pastor about what to do next. And if he couldn't help him, Bobby would handle things himself. There had to be a way to make this stop. He'd get rid of the ghosts, no matter what he had to do. Welcome to American Hauntings, the podcast dedicated to the history, hauntings, legends, lore, and the dark side of American history. And welcome to our latest season, Gone, which is hosted and produced by Cody Beck and written and performed by Troy Taylor. That's me. 
Since the start of American history, our nation has been plagued by tragic events, strange occurrences, and with mysteries that cannot be explained, just like the disappearances that we've been featuring this season. For our seventh season, we've opened the files of people who have gone missing and have vanished without a trace, never to be seen again. These have been stories of heartbreak, tragedy, and despair. They have been bizarre, unexpected, and have often seemed impossible. And yet they did happen. Every one of the people who have been part of this season walked into oblivion and have never returned. Every case remains open. Every mystery is unsolved. Each story ends with no real conclusion. Every one of these people is simply gone. And as we near the end of the season, I think you'll find that we save some of those baffling tales until now, like this one, episode 18, which is a little different than the ones we've offered this season. In the end, the bodies of our missing persons were found, but this story's so strange, I can't help including it anyway. So yeah, I cheated on this one, but I thought it was the perfect unsolved mystery to kick off our October season of shows, since it tells the terrifying story of a haunted house, a troubled family, and a madness that just may have consumed them all. When the Jameson family of Eufaula, Oklahoma vanished in October 2009, it got the attention of the entire country. They seemingly disappeared without a trace one night, which is strange enough, but the story that led up to their disappearance, well, it was outright bizarre. You had a family caught on camera who not only acted like zombies, but who believed their house was haunted by ghosts and that their daughter was being stalked by a malevolent spirit. And then they simply disappeared. Even though their remains were found in 2013, it was impossible to determine the causes of their death. They may have been murdered, but who killed them and why? Well, that remains just another part of this very weird mystery. On the surface, Bobby Dale Jameson, age 44, his wife Sherilyn, age 40, and their daughter Madison had what seemed to be a normal life. But the people of their small Oklahoma town would soon discover there was little that was normal about the Jamesons after they walked out of their home on the night of October 8th and disappeared, leaving nothing behind to suggest where they might be going next. After eight days of searching, the police found the family's pickup truck, but its discovery would raise more questions than answers. The truck was found 30 miles from where they lived in Latimer County and in a mountainous area called Red Oak. Apparently, they traveled there because Bobby and Sherilyn were contemplating buying a 40-acre parcel of land and living off the grid in a storage shed that the family already owned. Now, living in a storage shed seems a little odd, but, well, that's just the tip of the iceberg here. The trip to Red Oak seemed to be a spur-of-the-moment decision. Sherilyn's son from a previous relationship, Colton, saw his mother two weeks before their disappearance and he said she made no mention of going on a trip or any plans they had to move out of town. The truck was in good condition and there were no signs it had been in an accident. The items found in the truck seemed to indicate that the family didn't plan to be away from their vehicle for long. Inside, investigators discovered their wallets, identification, cell phones, Sherilyn's purse, and the family dog which was malnourished and in bad shape, but still alive in the back seat. Oh yeah, they also found $32,000 in cash. 
Both Bobby and Sherilyn were on disability at the time of their disappearance. And where they could have gotten that much cash and what they intended to do with it, well, that was a mystery. Detectives surmised that drugs may have been involved in their disappearance, and the large amount of cash was the result of them either buying or selling drugs. But neither detectives nor anyone who knew Bobby or Sherilyn believed they would have brought their little girl with them to a drug deal. But if it had been a drug deal gone bad, it's possible that someone could have forced them out of the truck and abducted them. But there was no way to tell from its condition if that was the case. But maybe it hadn't been a drug deal at all. Maybe the cash had been saved for the purchase of the land they'd come to look at and they'd wandered off and gotten lost. No one could say. No one knew about the potential property purchase or who they might have been buying the property from. The Jamesons hadn't mentioned it to anyone. Well, a search party was quickly formed and miles of surrounding woods, hills, and rivers were scoured for any trace of the Jameson family. But they turned up nothing. The case turned cold and it stayed that way until November 16th, 2013. That was the day when hunters stumbled across the skeletal remains of two adults and a child. They were found only three miles from where the truck had been discovered four years earlier. Forensic tests confirmed the remains belonged to Bobby, Sherilyn, and Madison. But how they'd ended up there, what happened to them, and what drove them to flee their home for the wilderness was a mystery. The missing persons case, now possibly three murders, was reopened. And soon, the story of the Jameson family's disappearance took a very strange turn. It had been unusual before, but now things had become very very weird. Bobby and Sherilyn Jameson had very good reasons for wanting to get away from their old lives and get a fresh start off the grid in the mountains. After the case was reopened, investigators, who really should have discovered these things the first time around, learned that life had not been easy for the Jamesons. After a car accident in 2003, Bobby had been left with chronic back pain a likely addiction to pain medication, and wild mood swings. Sherilyn had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and while she'd been prescribed medication for it, she often chose not to take it. The medicine made her feel bad, and after not having any episodes for a while, she'd start to believe she didn't need it, which made the next episode that much worse. Because she struggled so much to maintain treatment for her disorder, she often experienced long bouts of severe depression, and lashed out angrily at everyone in her life. So needless to say, the Jameson's marriage was under a great deal of stress. But few people, aside from close friends and family, had any idea of what was happening behind the doors of their home. The couple mostly kept to themselves, attended church, and considered themselves to be very religious. And that was the reason they were so surprised when their house became haunted. After the strange events began, Bobby questioned his faith and his feelings about the supernatural, leading him to decide that evil entities were bedeviling his family. That belief emerged soon after Madison began talking to a new imaginary friend that Sherilyn proclaimed was a demon. At first, Bobby tried to pray and read from the Bible, but when that didn't stop the activity, he went to his pastor to ask him for assistance. The minister later confided to the police that Bobby asked him if he knew where he could purchase special bullets to shoot the ghosts who were living on his roof. 
Well, when this um, completely normal request was dismissed, Bobby took matters into his own hands and purchased a copy of Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible, apparently believing that this would be the best way to exercise his home of evil spirits. And then soon after that, the family disappeared. Could their belief that their home had been invaded by demons and malevolent ghosts have been the reason they fled their home? Maybe. But it just as easily could have been something else. There were a lot of problems here, and ghosts seemed to be only a small part of it. During the new investigation, the police found surveillance video footage from outside the Jameson home. In it, Bobby and Sherilyn are seen walking back and forth from their house to the truck, loading various items. They shuffle along as if in a trance, and neither speaks to the other as they walk. The couple makes about 20 trips back and forth, and sometimes they aren't even carrying anything. They're just wandering across the yard. At times, they stopped and stood in place with a vacant stare on their face. Were they looking at something? Listening to something? No idea, but you can understand why some people believe the couple was under the influence of drugs. Now, the video is disturbing for other reasons, too. In it, the viewer can catch a glimpse of what appears to be graffiti sprayed on the side of the storage container, you know, the one they soon plan to live in. The spray-painted markings were allegedly magical symbols meant for protection. Sherilyn had told neighbors that she was a witch and she would keep away evil influences, like the one she said had recently poisoned her cats. Well, as you might imagine, Sherilyn's neighbors found this behavior to be, well, a tad bit off-putting. And they mostly went out of their way to avoid the family, which was just what Sherilyn and Bobby wanted, to be left alone. But stories about witches and evil spirits were too good not to repeat. A friend of Sherilyn's told police that she sometimes conducted seances with Sherilyn. Friends and family members stated that they also believed the Jameson home was haunted. They claimed to have also have witnessed lights turning on and off, the weird knocking noises, and the heavy, oppressive atmosphere of the place. Well, these stories soon led to rumors that ran rampant in the community, alleging that the Jamesons had been murdered by practitioners of the occult. One of the first to suggest this in the press was none other than Sherilyn's mother, Connie. She began making claims that the Jamesons had become entangled in a satanic cult, mostly based on Bobby's purchase of the satanic Bible, and that they'd somehow ended up on the cult's hit list. She was quoted in one interview saying, That part of Oklahoma is known for that, cults and stuff like that, from what I've been told and what I've read. I was told they was on the cult's hit list. Well, Connie wasn't able to provide the name of the cult, anyone else involved, or any details about it. And aside from Sherilyn telling neighbors she was a witch and painting nonsensical symbols on a storage container, the police didn't find any connections to anything cult-related either. But what about white nationalists? Could the Jamesons have been targeted by an Oklahoma militia group? Maybe, according to Sherilyn's friend, Nikki Shenholt. She claimed that after the case was reopened, she received a strange telephone call that suggested this was the case. The caller, a woman, informed Nikki that she had formerly belonged to a white nationalist group and had seen a list of people that members of the group had a problem with and who needed to be, quote, taken care of. The caller tried to memorize the names she saw and looked them up on the internet. 
All the ones she recalled were connected to missing persons cases, including the Jamesons. She also claimed she'd overheard conversations between militia members who were clearly talking about Sherilyn, Bobby, and Madison and their murders. The caller added another disturbing detail, that one of the guys talked about how he liked putting Madison on his lap and how it felt so good. Well, this supports another theory that made the rounds, that the family was kidnapped so someone could get to Madison. Well, there was no evidence to support that claim either, or the claims made by the caller. Although shortly before the family disappeared, Nikki said that a man had stayed with them who expressed being unhappy about Sherilyn's Native American heritage. He reportedly told her that he hated Indians and really hated anyone who wasn't white. Allegedly fearing for her life and her daughters, Sherilyn threatened the man with a gun and made him leave their house. The police did follow up on what Nikki learned from the call, and they found the man Sherilyn had threatened. He had a solid alibi, but it's at least possible that he had a connection to white nationalists and that Sherilyn's name ended up on some kind of list. But the Jamesons being part of a satanic cult or being targeted by a white nationalist group were the only kind of rumors that went around in the wake of the case being reopened. It seemed that everyone who knew them tried to explain their disappearance and deaths, often with half-baked theories that were too often accepted as fact. The main one was, of course, drugs. While that part of Oklahoma may not really have been known for cults, it was known for something else, meth. Many parts of rural America became havens for meth cookers and meth users in the 2000s, including the area where the Jamesons lived and the isolated area where they planned to live off the grid. Again, on the surface, drugs seem a likely explanation for what happened to the family. For instance, there's the surveillance video. Besides of how out of it Bobby and Sherilyn seem, they also appear to be very thin, almost emaciated. Not everyone loses a lot of weight when they're using meth, but most do. In time, most users end up nothing but skin and bones, with sores on their face, missing teeth, and sunken faces that can look downright frightening. Yeah, it's a great look. Anyway, Bobby and Sherilyn didn't look like The Walking Dead, not yet anyway, but drugs could explain the large amount of money found in the truck, as the police suggested. There's no way to know where the money came from and what they plan to do with it, although I offered some alternative ideas earlier, but really, we, we can't know for sure. It's been pointed out that drugs might explain their erratic behavior, too, like bringing Madison with them to meet some dealer, supplier, or customer. Meth can turn people into monsters and destroy any decency and common sense they might have. They don't care about anyone or anything other than scoring more meth. Everyone else in their life becomes collateral damage. Of course, there's no evidence, we have to say, that the Jamesons were using or selling drugs. This is just one of the many rumors and theories that were going around. We should also explore the idea that the Jamesons became collateral damage themselves. What if they had gone to that remote area of Red Oak and stumbled across illegal activity of some kind, like drugs or some kind of violence? They could just have easily have been killed because they saw something they weren't supposed to see. There were a number of meth lads known to be operating in the area at the time. And according to one rumor, Bobby had recently reported one to the police. Maybe whoever owned it had killed the family for revenge. 
But the family being in the wrong place at the wrong time does kind of support what I suggested earlier, that the Jamesons took the money with them to Red Oak to use for the purchase of the land and cross paths with the wrong people. But if that was the case, it seems odd that the killers wouldn't have looked in the truck, saw the cash left there, and took it with them. That seems logical, and yet there it was. Just one more thing about the case that doesn't make sense. Since the police found it so difficult to accept the idea that the Jamesons had taken their six-year-old daughter with them to a drug deal or some other kind of illegal activity, they explored other theories. Their favorite was that this was some sort of murder-suicide. Investigators discovered just how unstable the Jameson household was when they discovered an angry 11-page letter from Sherilyn to Bobby in the truck. In the letter, Sherilyn raged at her husband, calling him a loner and a hermit who didn't care about their daughter. It was essentially a laundry list of all the things she didn't like about Bobby, and she demanded a divorce. Well, this led to speculation that either Bobby or Sherilyn had brought the family to this remote spot and murdered the other spouse and their daughter, then killed themselves. The big problem with the theory is that none of the bodies had injuries to suggest they'd been shot. And while it was known that Sherilyn owned a small 22 caliber pistol, it wasn't found at the truck, nor at the place where their bodies were found. The letter did exist, but it was most likely written in the throes of one of Sherilyn's bipolar episodes, when she was known to lash out at family, friends, and anyone she cared about. Her friend Nikki Shenhold explained away the letter in just this way. She would write things down when they came into her mind, she said in an interview, but then she'd move on. She loved Bobby. Well, there were also rumors that Bobby's father, Bobby Dean Jameson, might have been involved in the murders. He had a reputation as a bad guy to be around, and Bobby and his father did not get along. After his father hit him with his car in November 2008, good grief, Bobby had filed a protective order against him, claiming that his father had threatened to kill him and his family and that they were afraid for their lives. The protection order quoted Bobby as saying his father was a very dangerous man who thinks he's above the law and claimed that he was involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth. However, the elder Jameson died just two months after the family went missing. He was in poor health for a long time before that. His brother Jack, who Bobby's uncle, said that he was either in a hospital or a rest home at the time the family vanished. And although he was a disturbed individual, he was not capable of being involved in the murders. But just because Bobby's father didn't pull the trigger himself, it doesn't mean that he wasn't somehow mixed up in the murders. If he really was involved in drugs and prostitution, this implies organized crime connections and plenty of people who could take out anyone he ordered them to get rid of, including his own son and his family. But did he? Now, there's no evidence or proof of that either. According to investigators, Bobby Dean had a solid alibi for the time the family disappeared, and he was ruled out as a person of interest. He died in December 2009. The many leads that emerged in the case after it was reopened soon dried up and investigators realized they had nothing solid that would help them solve the mystery. Israel Boshan, who was the sheriff of Latimer County at the time, admitted that most investigators would love to have as many leads in a case as they did with the Jameson murders, but not the problem that came with it. The problem was is that the leads all pointed in different directions. Had ghosts driven the Jameson family from their home? 
Was the money in the car supposed to be used to buy land or drugs? Was it suicide, murder, revenge that claimed their lives? Or were they drug dealers or drug users who crossed the wrong people? Or were they in the wrong place at the wrong time? Or were none of those things true? What if the Jamesons really were just coming out to the Red Oak area to look at land they'd saved up to buy? What if they went for a hike and got lost and then died from exposure? The nights were cold. Maybe they froze to death. It seems odd that Bobby would have walked three miles with all the problems he had with his back. It was also odd that all three bodies were found lined up and face down. That seems to be an odd way to die from exposure to the elements. I think it's likely there was one thing that created this complicated, perhaps even unsolvable case. Mental illness. Bobby was depressed and anxious, Sherilyn was bipolar, and they had a volatile relationship that was constantly affected by the highs and lows of both of their mostly untreated mental conditions. Tragically, not taking medication consistently is a symptom of many disorders and makes the treatment difficult even when someone wants to get help. That can be as complicated as this case turned out to be. And most tragic of all, this probably led to the deaths of both adults and claim the life of a six-year-old girl, too. No matter what we might think about the disappearance and subsequent deaths of the Jameson family, the death of that little girl, that's the one part of the story that we can never, ever forget. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language? And I don't mean like spells or incantations to trap spirits, you weirdos. I mean like a new language that could help you start communicating with more people on this plane today. Then I need to tell you about Rosetta Stone. Look, you know the brand, you know the name. They have the expertise and a 30-year legacy, which makes them more qualified than ever to help you learn a new language today. They've helped millions of people build the fluency and confidence to speak new languages. Now, this is the part where Troy would tell me that I made some kind of grammatical error, but he's not here right now, so like, I don't know, it's like speaking tongues. Rosetta Stone focuses on speaking practice for real-life scenarios to get you ready for real conversations with real people. Or maybe you can even learn how to use some different types of Ouija boards. I don't know. Either way, Rosetta Stone can help you learn faster and retain your new language better. Honestly, Rosetta Stone really would have come in handy for season four of New Orleans because I know we butchered some of those French names and I apologize once again. Now you all know I have a nine to five job when I'm not at the podcast factory and Rosetta Stone actually helped me not make a total fool out of myself while I was in Brazil interviewing celebrities. Obrigado. And now I want to help you. So don't put off learning that new language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, American Hauntings podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Rosetta Stone, how language is learned. Wait, by the way, Troy, like where do words come from? Hey, no, don't, 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 don't walk away. Oh, Troy, where do words? Carrie show. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I, I yeah, love I it so much. I never cared for that. 
All right. Well, thanks for returning for more episodes of the American Hauntings podcast, where we discuss history, hauntings, legends, lore, and the dark side of American history. This is season seven of the podcast, which we call. Oh, man. Gone. Sorry. I didn't even think about it. I I was thinking about trying to talk to somebody about the podcast last night. We were talking about it and I couldn't even remember what season this was. Dude, I mean, (laughs) so it's almost like you've had to make up bullshit 17 times on the spot and now you're running out of ideas. Uh, Well, I just, I was thinking about something else. (laughs) Well, I'm your co host, Cody Beckett. With with me is my co host, author, historian, crime buff, and a man who's blanking, I guess. I mean, the founder of American Uh, Hunting is Troy Taylor. No kidding. Yeah. Hey. Oh, man. How's it going, dude? It's going okay. So just, just busy, busy, busy. It's so. finally October. Yes, as it is. Record. It is. Yeah, it is. And um, yeah, I wish I could tell everybody come join us for all our October events, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you missed out. Left. Yeah, yeah. Well, most Can't sign up. Are, it's down to like the last five seats here, four seats there, and that's about it. So at least for October, you know, we still got November and December uh, because we've had a big demand for you know, St. Louis exorcism dinners, you know, mm-hmm. and so yes. we, um, we, we, I've added as many as I possibly can. I'm already doing them every weekend in November now. So, Hell yeah. um, but, and there are a few spots left on one of those, I think one, one date and then in December, but I, I don't have any more weekends to add anymore. So once these are gone, then you're looking at next year. So, and you, and Troy, which I mean, next year is at three months away, so it's not that far off. Don't remind me, but, I know. But I Troy, know. you you were just on Fox Two News in St. Louis to talk about I the St. Louis exorcism stuff. You looked great. You three minutes job. and forty seven seconds, which yes. actually is pretty good. It is a long time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty long time. You get usually so. like a 120, 130. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. yeah you did a great. Yeah, job. I did. It, it was like fun. fun. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it was nice. Just we we're hanging out there for probably. I don't know, 40 minutes or so before he went on. So mm-hmm. just kind of goofing with everybody. It was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so. glad you got to promote the new star, you know, that the book. And then um I'll see that movie Tuesday. I think you said you'll see it Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we'll see it till Saturday. It. I've got too much going on this week, which I probably should mention to, since this is going to come out on Tuesday the third. If you happen to be in the Alton, Southwest Illinois, Granite City, St. Louis area. I will be at the Granite City Library. Uh, oh, is that, that is that Tuesday? October 5th. No, it's the 5th. It's thir- Thursday. Oh, okay, cool. This is coming out on Tuesday, so I thought, well, it gives people two days. I got gotcha. you. So if you're in the area and want to come by, it is the one on Del Mar Avenue. I guess there's two of them there. Gotcha. Last year, I was at one. I think I'm in a different one this time. I don't know. But I'm, at, I'm at, in Granite City at a library, So and it's at 6 o'clock. So... You know, I, I just I just had um like a fraudulent charge on my debit card and it was sixty dollars at the Granite City Pizza World and I was like it's so smart because it wouldn't throw a red flag because it's uh-uh. local and they're just like oh we just spent another sixty dollars on pizza yeah, yeah exactly yeah so I was like son of a bitch brilliant <laughs> brilliant but yeah I'm getting that taken care of but yeah go see Troy and check that out um if it's Thursday then um I definitely I would love to be in attendance. Aren't you are you doing Edwardsville too? Yes. Um, on the 18th of October, I am in Edwardsville uh, at the Wildy Theater. Uh, oh, right. Because you were one man show, St. Louis Exorcism. Yeah, the yeah. library was too small from how I, many people we had last I, year. I, so. am je- I am jealous, but I will say I 
almost filled that small room when I did it. But I, I, lo- <laughs> I love that they're sending you to the Wiley. That's that's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I'm excited about it. So I think it's at six o'clock also. I'm pretty sure. Um, because I, I know I'm, I'm supposed to be there early. So well, yeah, we'll post stuff on social. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about it before that, before even our next episode or before that one airs, I'll, I'll, I'll find out some more details. So awesome. Yeah. Any, any more upcoming stuff you want to talk about? No, 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 I think that's good for now. Um, you know, we'll have, uh, other stuff coming up this month, but I don't want to, I don't want to overwhelm everybody and turn the entire episode into what's coming up next because we're doing an episode every week this month and mm-hmm. people will get enough of us. So that's, that's true. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I <laughs> and wouldn't, if they're Patreon subscribers, they're really going to get enough. Of us, uh, so. Yeah. If I were them, I would just hold back and just stretch us out through the rest of the year. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we have a listener review um, and this well, one's titled very oh fun and informative. Um, it says, uh, being from Alton, I loved learning about the town I grew up in. I'm a bit late to the party, but can't wait to binge the rest of the pod. Um, that's from uh, T. Um, I don't know if you want to do that, if you want to binge it, but um, again, stretch it out, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, think yeah, about maybe, your own mental yeah. health. Maybe a little at a time. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're only we're small great. doses. Yeah, we're yeah. great in small doses. But um, <laughs> truth be told, most people don't like us. So yeah, maybe go slow. Um, I am actually doing an interview uh, tentatively for a local newspaper coming up. And so because of that, I had to re-listen to um, episodes three and four of the, the, the entire catalog of the podcast. Ouch. I haven't I have not done that in six years. Ouch. Um those were the ones that we recorded at Lighthouse, though. So they oh, still they sound, they, they're not too bad then. Okay, they good. still sound good. But Troy, something I wanted to bring up is like we were so polite to each other. Like, <laughs> even at, know each other. <laughs> even at one, even at one point, I go, "Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize, I interrupt you." And you go, "No, no, 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 it's okay." And I was like, "Now we're just like, hey, fuck you, dude." Like, I, and it's so funny because we've talked about it before. But think about it. episodes three and four. We had met each other two times before. Yeah, that. I think so. That's it. Yeah. And and yeah. then we're just recording podcasts. Yeah. It's so funny. Like my, I'm so flat with my delivery of things or whatever. And like, we're like, Oh, Oh, so, oh no. So, Oh, sorry. What were episodes three and four, right? Uh, that was, any that, idea. that would, that was Milton, Milton oh. school in Alton. And then um, the great river road. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, cool. um, ho- okay. hopefully I'll have more information about that later, but I just thought it was so funny how <laughs> different things were, you know, like, cause at that point we like hadn't gotten drunk together. We hadn't done one-on-one time together. We hadn't yeah, like, no, no, yeah. I know. And now I'm just like, oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, okay, let's dive into this episode. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about- My cheat episode. Are you going to bring that up? No, I, I wasn't. Okay, I to. thought you were going to say, I, I admitted to it in the intro that I cheated on this episode mm-hmm. because they did find the bodies. But it was just such, such a good story to start off. I mean, it took years and it's mm-hmm. a good kickoff to Halloween. So, absolutely no no, no i no. this is a very interesting story so yeah so um let's, let's talk about bobby's here in weird knockings and this, this this uh as soon as i started reading this it was reminiscent of like what is it the conjuring or, or some, oh, some, yeah, something those, like with, that right some, yeah where there's knockings and stuff <laughs> um wife is convinced that the demon um this is the jameson family um uh of uh Ufala. they disappear one night uh, their pickup trucks found eight days later 30 miles away they apparently were had a storage shed trying to go off the grid. Um, cops find all these important things in their truck. And, and this is the kind of the kicker, the $32,000 yeah. still yeah. in there. So kind of no matter which path you take, it's, it's, it's like, why is that? Why? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I tried to push for what would be logical. 
-hmm. You know, I mean, Occam's razor says that it's the simplest explanation. Yeah. But to people, some people, the simplest explanation was that they were, you know, dealing drugs or buying drugs or selling them to other people. It was that they were crazy, which I shouldn't use the word crazy because in this particular case, I think this is a really was, sad situation. There was here. mental illness, yes. Yeah, a lot of mental illness. I yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't have said that because it's that's a really bad term, but that's the way that neighbors thought of them all. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's kind of why I threw that out there. But I mean, my my thought was, well, what were they gonna buy that land with? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were going out to buy land. There's well, a reason I don't know where they got the money, but mm-hmm. it would make sense if they took cash with them to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. There's so many ways to go with the story. It's just so strange. You you can cut it a lot of different ways. And it could have been any number of the explanations. It could have been someone didn't see the money or it could have been 32K. It might be traceable. It's not a lot of money to us, depending on who the other people were. Sure. We don't care. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of different ways. Yeah. So so Bobby's addicted to pain pills, um, which is I mean, that's that's the new American story. Yeah. You hurt yourself at work. kidding get hooked on opioids or car accident hurt his back you know but then again brings the question why did they get up and walk three miles exactly yeah i can't even like walk three miles right now and my back (laughs) barely hurts um (laughs) sherilyn's bipolar they consider themselves very religious so they're surprised when they thought their house was haunted um madison starts talking to an imaginary friend um it it, something before like so i'm just kind of like taking my notes as I go. So I hadn't sure. heard everything you said. And I was like, isn't it so crazy how most demons can just be chalked up to mental illness? I know, <laughs> like, right? Um, need to go to well, and you know, when this little girl starts talking to things, that's, you know, her mom really gets, uh, you know, flips mm-hmm. out, you know, on this because they already thought there was something going on. And I think that, you know, being not only mostly untreated mental illness mm-hmm. combined with them being pretty much confined to this house because neither of them were working. Yeah, you, know, you remember, you remember quarantine, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. trapped in a house and they, you know, got a lot of, you know, wild religious ideas, mental illness, and you combine all those things. You and it's a it's Perfect a power storm. Yeah, something bad's gonna happen. It just yep. is, you know. And so they be, immediately began to believe that the house is haunted. But then, you know, later I mentioned that there were friends and relatives that would come over that would also said they experienced it too. But, mm-hmm. you know, I often find that with situations like that, now now we're going and we're looking at something completely different. Than, mass hysteria now kind of Now thing. we're going back to actual ghost, you know, and, and looking yeah, yeah. into paranormal. Um, that kind of thing is contagious. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think that your house is haunted and you start believing it and you can convince anybody of anything, if they're susceptible to it. And Absolutely. I'm going to say that probably... Friends and relatives, you know, that hung out with them, you know, had the one girl that was a friend of Sherilyn's always talking about they did seances together and the neighbors all, you know, said she said she was a witch and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I think the witch thing was just to irritate the neighbors. I don't really think she believed that. But, you know, but her friend did say that they used to do seances together and, you know, that she thought that Sherilyn took it a lot more seriously than she did. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think that 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 kind of belief sometimes can be contagious. Mm-hmm. And I think that people coming over and saying, you know, hey, did you hear that? I mean, it's like a bad TV show, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know yes. we can name a number of them. And it's the, did you just hear that? Well, yeah, of course I did because you just pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, no, I probably wouldn't have, you know. Um, it's like a shared also, paranoia kind of thing. The also, the other thing is they would talk about how they would come over and the house would have, seem to have like an oppressive atmosphere to it, which mm-hmm. sounds very ominous, but 
in a situation like that, I mean, I always use this as kind of a reference to people when they talk about an atmosphere of a place. Have you ever been over to somebody's house and uh, you show up and maybe it's a couple and they just had a blow up fight? You can you feel can, you could feel that tension in the air. Yeah. I mean, not not literally, but there, but, it's there. but still, yeah, it's, it's almost tangible. Uh -huh. And so, you know, again, we've got all those things we talked about being combined mental illness and, and, and being stuck in the house and all these things. And then they're fighting all the time. Mm -hmm. you know, they're constantly arguing. They're constantly fighting for all those reasons, too. The same reasons they think their house is haunted is probably what's making them fight. Mm -hmm. And then people come over and say, Ooh, wow, this place <laughs> really seems uncomfortable. Right. You know, what a, what a, you know I, it's weird being here, you know? So you can write that up and go, Oh, yeah, we felt it too. Cause they did. Right. But I'm not sure it had anything to do with ghosts. It's, it's all, but it's also, I love it because it's the question of like the chicken and the egg thing, you know? It's I like, know. Yeah. Did I know. They, what did if they it caused this? Or with this? Ghosts? Yeah. 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 It, it's Is that kinda, why they moved out? You know, it, is that why they went running? You know, it's the thing. It's like, um, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that they're not out to get yeah, no you. No one's out to get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so who really knows? Um, uh, so let's see. So, uh, the minister later confided to the police that Bobby asked him if he knew where he could purchase special bullets uh -huh. to shoot the ghosts who were living on his roof. I just want to let people know right now, if that's a sentence that comes out of your mouth, go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, Don't go please. to the church, go to a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, yeah. yeah, there's, you said there's a lot of problems here and ghosts seem to be only yeah. a small part of it. What you said, yeah. um, yeah. he then bought, um, Anton LaVey's satanic Bible. We have not really talked about Anton LaVey or no, not did. too much, really. Uh, yeah, we that. did in the Jane, uh, our Jane Mansfield episode. Episode. We did oh, talk oh, about oh, that. Oh, you're right. You're remember right. because uh, I kind of did a history of the Church of Satan and how that's not really anything to do with the devil, etc. Right. Well, so, so that's, that's that's what I wanted to know is um, yeah. how how does Anton Lavey compare to um, like uh, the uh, people Satanic Temple or like the things that don't actually have anything to do with the devil? What, what well, it's the Anton? same thing. It's the I same mean, thing. he was really the one who started it. As far okay. as well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I, you can go back he made it that to like Aleister Crowley or something, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. a lot of anti-Crowley stuff was just ripped off from Crowley, you know, and just twisted around that the whole, you know, do what thou wilt and, you know, the, be <laughs> yeah. the law as long as yeah, it, yeah. the whole satanic thing is, um, you know, uh, do whatever you want to as long as you don't hurt anybody. Exactly. What's, you know, we, we've had this exact discussion. If people want to look up our Jane Mansfield episode, we have, we did discuss this, but me saying, you know, what's wrong with that? You know, it's the whole thing. It's just, it's more of an, and, and um, it's an atheistic movement. Mm -hmm. They don't believe in God and higher powers and things. It's all, you know, it all comes from within us and we're the ones who we make our own destiny and our own fortunes. And, you know, and if you want to direct that by using this ritual, go ahead, you know, mm -hmm. but we're not going to conjure up demons and devils because we don't believe they exist either. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's all a, a very much, you know, especially with Anton LaVey. I mean, guy was a showman. Oh, I mean, course. it was all about the trappings and, a the, absolutely. you know, and, and just thumbing his nose in the face of, you mm -hmm. know. You know, I shouldn't say corporate, but, you know, straight laced America. Yeah, yeah. I guess, so, you know, in the late 60s, it was a, it was the time for that kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, but that's how things like Ouija boards and things got bad reputations because everybody was scared of anything that had anything to do with the occult. At the oh, time. my mom's just still scared of Ouija boards. grabbed all that stuff and ran with it and got magazine covers and TV spots. And that's all that's what it was about. It was yeah. about attention. And he was a, he was a hell of a showman. Hell yeah. But. You know, and he did publish several books, which read more like dated self-help books to me. 
Hmm. I, I don't, yeah, I don't find them all that compelling. Yeah. Uh, I, I much, I much rather enjoy his, uh, the, like the biographies written about him instead. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot more fun <laughs> than, sure. than the stuff he actually wrote, but I don't know why this would be, you know, that, that was supposed to be the reason that he bought it was thinking that it could get rid of the ghosts, but I, I'm not finding the logic there. I, I don't, hmm. well, of course we can't, there's, there's no logic in the story. So no. really we can't, we can't go by that. So I it, would think he would have taken a Bible home or a, you know, a ritual Roman ritual book or something yeah. instead, you know, did an exorcism on his Right. Yeah. I magic. don't know why that's better, but magic it, but again, with a K or, yeah. for all we know, it had something to do with the neighbors, you know, sure. trying to scare the neighbors too, you know? So there may be more to that story. We'll never know. All that got colored and messed up by Sherilyn's mother. Mm-hmm. Who started going on the news and talking about how they were tar- targets of satanic? It's cults. just another satanic panic kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Cults that no one could find or find anyone involved with them or anything else. So yeah, but, yeah. You know, it, but it, it's Oklahoma. It's rural Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you are from Oklahoma and you're listening to the show, you're among the minority of not whack jobs in Oklahoma <laughs> because right. Oklahoma is the most backward friggin' place i can imagine except for maybe texas at this point but oh boy. um all, i know i'm I, not everybody not our listeners you know. it's a huge state yeah well all i'm saying is that you know there's a lot of backward out there and there was then too and that's not exactly a you know rural oklahoma is not exactly a you know place of, of really high concept ideas uh-huh. uh, when it comes to this kind of stuff and blaming it on satanists you know Instead of instead of militia members and white supremacists, which you have a lot more of Mm -hmm. than Satanists. But that comes later, you know, so because we got to throw everybody into the mix here. Right. It is Oklahoma. So you could have anything going on. It's so so weird. I've seen so many more white supremacists than I've ever seen demons or <laughs> satan it's so weird yeah. have you, have you yeah. seen that have you seen that meme about oklahoma where it's like um i guess the northwest corner and it's like that kind of flat little bar and it's like what happens over here oh, yeah, right. I know. everybody I just know. comments meth and which which will <laughs> kind of come into what which we're... also is part of this story yeah. it's, we this story is is like it's like you know how we make i always make that joke about um rufus easton selling you know for alton and i always tell everybody that that's like the most quintessential alton thing you could do oh hell yeah and that if it had involved someone sitting on a curb throwing up it would have been like a trifecta (laughs) it could have been a nice um, mural this is yeah this is kind of like this story is kind of like um the oklahoma starter kit (laughs) right right white supremacists militia members mental illness and you know meth all in one story you know i yep this is I no, I, I know we've, I know we have people that we know. I I know I, we, I have friends in Oklahoma, so yeah, I, no, I'm I don't not putting care. them in this Let's, bucket. I'll drag them. I don't care. Let's do it. It's funny. It's like you have <laughs> Timothy McVeigh in the corner of the yeah, exactly. Kind of coming yeah, in. yeah. I mean, you know, come on. Yes, no, it, that's amazing. Have you have you seen that picture? I think it's from, I think it's from the UK, but it's like a, a late Friday, Saturday night, or whatever. And there's like there's police. There's somebody throwing up, or whatever. And somebody pointed out, they're like, it looks like a Renaissance like painting with everything that's going on. And it's <laughs> it's funny. so perfect. Yeah, I'll post it. But but this is kind of what it is. But an Oklahoma uh, version <laughs> yeah, of that. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, you said so. You said video from the house shows them walking like zombies, loading stuff in their truck yeah. twenty times. So did they have their own surveillance kind of thing, or like where did this video kind of come from? The, it's it's 
it's in their yard. I mean, it's their it's their yard. It's it that's where the video is showing from. So it's got to be on their house. I'm guessing security or thing in there. Yeah, like uh, well, I'm yeah, and because why not? Right. I mean, yeah, got everything yeah. else going on here. Why don't you have thirty security cameras too? But that's paranoid. Yeah. Look up the video. You can you can Google the video. It's available okay. on the internet. You can watch it, and it, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what it means, um, other than the fact that we know that. You know they were suffering from a lot of lot of issues, man. Yeah. You know? well, and you, 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 we, it's hard to say what's going on. You mentioned, like you said, like at this point, you said, yeah, it kind of sounds like drugs and things. And I was thinking, um, well, on the surface, it does, but well, nobody's I, got any evidence of that. Well, there know? there was a story I wanted to tell you. Um, I was with Charlie Brockus and six other people out at the Edwardsville Farm. Charlie Brockus does the music for the podcast, and um, this was in college. And um, I was at first, I was just going to say, like we were participating in um uh substances that alter your mind but then i wanted to clarify it was not meth um yeah, yeah, and and charlie always said he, from that night he said i wish there had been surveillance of that because it um it's a, you know it's a farm it's beautiful there's a lot of open area and he said at one point it would have just been cody on the porch staring at the light with all the bugs and if we could fast forward it, it would just be people coming and going and coming and going cody just right. staring up the light yeah and yeah. so when he talked about them walking around like zombies and and i was like I've seen I've seen people on a lot of different things. And if you're if you're on mushrooms, you're not doing this. If you are on methamphetamine, you might take 20 trips back and forth. Yeah. To your yeah truck. I know. I and again, know. like you said, there's there's no evidence of that or anything. And I'm guessing by the time they discovered bodies, they wouldn't be able to maybe do hair tests. Really yeah, I know it'd been to. too long, I guess, um, yeah. because they they really there was a lot of I mean, they all they could do is figure out that that's who it was. Right. And I guess none of the, I mean, if they had been able to, that would have been that would right. Come out. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay, said, oh, yeah. We found the hook. You know, they had all this. Yeah. If they're, I mean, if, if they're running DNA and this and everything, it's like, yeah, well, yeah. check, see if they have what else, right. else in their system. Right. Um, but they did have symbols spray painted on the side of their storage unit that you said kind of maybe look like uh, I'm, I'm thinking like a 13 ghosts. Is this like a that? Yeah, or I'm thinking more like, you know, um, teenage kids painting satanic symbols. Oh, under, right. You know, right. on a concrete bridge. OK, I don't because I don't think they were, you know, she said that's what they were. But I think she was just screwing with the neighbors. Oh, OK, honestly. Could have trying to get like, the kids to leave them alone, stay out of their yard kind of thing. And that's not a bad so I'm tactic. Gonna, and because she did tell one of her friends that somebody had poisoned her cats. Yes. And I again, who knows if that's even true, but. You know, I think she was just trying to scare them away because they're not I mean, they're not real. They're just right. just silly, gibberishy kind of stuff, you know. Well, and you also talked about um, you said they could have become collateral damage themselves. And this made me think of like no country yeah. for old men or something, mm -hmm. you know, like you stumble right. across something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Walk into the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. And I mean, that's a possibility. It is yeah. a possibility. Yeah. You know? And the only thing I said is like the part that doesn't uh, make sense to me is the cash being left there. But mm -hmm. again, there's a lot of different reasons for that. So it could have been maybe a murder suicide. Um, Bobby's but that father. doesn't make sense. The cops love that one. But OK, explain why no one was shot. Right. And, you know, and so I they didn't, they didn't figure make any out, sense. They didn't so. figure out cause of death then with the no, well, they just or? No, but there weren't any bullet wounds. Well, sure. Know? So but, and then there was no gun found. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if they had just walked out there into the woods three miles from their truck mm -hmm. and one of them had shot the other ones, I, for one, they would have bullet holes in them. Right. Uh, and two, there would be a gun on the scene and they didn't find anything. 
Do so, they know cause of or death? Or they didn't they even find the bodies for three years. So. Did they determine no. any cause of death with this? Uh, I I don't think so. I think it was they, I think it was just too long. It'd been too long. Right. The damage had been done by then, and there was mm-hmm. no way to, you know, the, the record said they found the bodies all lying face, in a face row, down, face yeah. down, which is very weird, which sounds like an execution, but the only thing that maybe could have happened, somebody I suppose could have cut their throats or something, mm-hmm. because then that wouldn't still be there. Right. You know, so you I don't mean, cut that, the bone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you went all the way through to the bone, there'd be no sign that that happened. Hmm. You know, I mean, it, you're talking about a flesh, you know, murder. It's just I a mean, flesh just wound. Throat. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. So unless you got the bone, and there's no mention of that either. And usually, if you strangle someone, you usually break that that the trachea and born yeah okay yeah and so if that trachea, yeah. would have shown too at least on one of them probably especially the little girl yeah so i don't know it's I, it's impossible to say that's the thing there's what just a weird no way thing. to know they couldn't figure out how they died the the you know the people who do this for a living had no idea but all these you know all of these questions were still out there and all these theories and they're still out there. They're still floating around. People are still talking about it out there. You know? So, so if they're they're found only three miles away from the truck, um, I have not been to this part of Oklahoma. Is it that like rural? It's pretty remote. Kind of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, remote, it's pretty remote. remote. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. So the last. So I mean, I had... that's an area where they hide meth labs and stuff. You know what I mean? When we right. were talking about walking into the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. That's the kind of places where they hide those. Not in an RV driving around the desert but in love, you know somewhere in the mountains bad. right so. right right well that is it's so funny because i was thinking about this and i kept picturing all the breaking bad stuff and i'm like no 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 there's not mountains there right like and well, no those are they are mountains right there where they are yeah oh, there, okay, there are okay. mountains there that area is um is it's not huge mountains but there are mountains there that's mm-hmm. the area they were moving to or wanted to move to so got it. off the grid <laughs> again why again you know what i mean such a pain so, in the ass well, I know, but it's just so odd. I mean, they're already that's know, that's meth. Well, kind of course, of that thinking. it is. It is. You're right. It's untreated. It's untreated mental illness. You're right, uh, because it's not a decision that you don't take a little a six year old girl and go live in a storage trailer, right? You know, in the, in the woods. So I yeah. sent you a photo of the truck and stuff. So you, I saw it see. come through, okay, but I didn't yeah. check it yet. Yeah, so you could see what it looked like. I mean, it was a, it's pretty heavy duty. I mean, the yeah. truck was was pretty solid. But even so, you know, you're going to pull a storage trailer out there. It's pretty much just like living in one of those things, they, you know, a container that you put on a boat. You yeah, know yeah. What I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. how is that? How is that even? Uh, it's just not logical. Yeah. You know, but nothing, yeah. again, nothing about this story is logical. Sure. So. Well, I mean, you you talked about um, it's yeah, an advertisement yeah. for taking your medications. Ex- is, yes. Honestly. Yes, please. Especially so, if you start to yeah. feel good don't stop well and that's that's where the issues start you know oh i don't probably don't need it anymore i mean i've known so many people like that over the years oh i've i've like, done dude, that even just when keep i was younger it. Yeah. it just keep taking it because oh but it makes me feel slow uh yeah. i know but we don't want <laughs> what's the alternative fast yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly we've seen the fast so <laughs> that's you know. why we got on the medication in the first place exactly yeah. Yeah. And well, when you talked about, you know, them taking the little girl out there and everything, I think, um, yeah, two different things, either either mental illness or drugs bring out the worst. And sure, sure you know? it does. Yeah. I mean, the cops were all like, oh, well, they wouldn't bring their daughter along. How many junkies <laughs> are you kidding you me? Because, yeah, you'd think they would know better. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they wouldn't even hesitate. 
Yeah, it, well, it's it's a, a thing I've I've learned. It, it's a hierarchy of needs. And when you put uh, well, if if it's mental illness, that's one thing. But if it is drugs, yeah. you put drugs at the very top, mm-hmm. then everything else. Everything else. So of course you take your daughter out there or whatever. Yeah, you know, it just I don't know, man. It just seems so weird that they would have that chunk of money with them, and no, that is one. No thing, drugs yeah. in their house. No drugs in the truck. Mm-hmm. You you think I mean, you find or, or you, think you would you find, find a pipe something. or something or yes, yeah. something. You would find something. They found nothing. Yeah, but it was and, easy to say because it's meth country. It's easy to say, oh, they must have been hot. Just chalk it up, yeah. But even if they were just going to buy property, we still don't know where they got that well, yeah, kind of or cash, who right? it was from because nobody ever turned up. And yeah, we don't know where they got the cash either. Although you know, I mean, they could have been saving that money for ten years for all we know. But they could have. I mean, it seems unlikely. With but it's possible kind of serious untreated illness, right? Right. They save that money, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's very possible though yeah damn um yeah I, it couldn't this, have been anywhere good because no one ever came forward to say oh uh, you know uh, exactly. i was holding it for him or yeah. you know i you know it was it was from my bank they were mm-hmm. customers you know oh i'm sure so, somebody fucked off oh, real man. quick if they're involved they're yeah, just like, never I mind I, out of you need i watch- mean they could have stolen it they could have got it found it by accident mm-hmm. who knows we'll we'll never we're never gonna know we're never gonna know but it is interesting to think about you still need to you need to watch Tulsa King sometime if you're looking I know, for something. That's what you're telling me. Check yeah. it out. Um, that's all I had. I mean, we can beat this dead horse. Oh yeah, we could just keep going round and around and around in circles here because, but we'll never get anywhere with it because yeah, nowhere to go. You know, but it's a it's a it is a crazy story. It and, is, and um, it's I I really only care. It's sad about the child. The other people, I'm yeah, like, you're adults, sure. you might have made a bad decision or whatever. But when the kids involved, it's like fuck. I know. Right. You know, like, yeah, a yeah. kid didn't get to make that choice regardless. Of no, what. but it's just one of those stories that uh, I I will find myself thinking about later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Where, how'd you find out? Happen? How'd you find out? Uh, I, oh, I, I, I ran across it enough, a few yeah. years ago. Yeah, I ran across it a few years ago. And I usually will put like, um, you know, the, the date when they their bodies were found, maybe. Or I don't know. I always put like a, you know, my daily history post Oh, on your Facebook. Yes. Yeah, I put I always put up just a short version of the story to say that, you know, hey, here's this unsolved murder. It's really weird. This guy mm-hmm. thought his house was haunted, blah, blah, blah. But I decided to dig into it. And even though it didn't exactly fit the criteria for mm-hmm. the episode, I, eh. you know what? The it hell. works. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, look- we had extra episodes in October. So I cheated. So well, also look for this for uh, November 16th, 2013. I bet it'll be on Troy's Facebook. Probably. Uh, that's what the bodies. <laughs> it yeah. might be. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I want to give a quick shout out to um, our latest subscribers on Patreon. So thank you so much for supporting the show to uh, Bree Keegan, Edna, Michael, Jennifer, and Stephanie. So thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, again, if you're listening in October and you're a Patreon subscriber, you're going to be so tired of us because you're going to get <laughs> so much shit yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's going to be seven episodes this month, including Patreon. Because there are five wait. Tuesdays in October. Yeah. But the last one on Halloween Day will be our uh horror movie our annual huh. horror movie theme episode yep. so yeah me and my little brother already started going through the list because he's been coming over sometimes so yeah, yeah. yeah. and I've, i watched them too watching yeah. yeah i went through the list and rewatched everything so i even have a chuck's diner uh-huh t-shirt i no found shit. one online and bought one that's a am- that's amazing <laughs> um, are we, i'm gonna are wear we, it on the day we record <laughs> i was gonna say are we um announcing the theme for that no not yet at all or are not we just yet. doing it somebody might of? look it up somebody might 
use that clue. Some internet, but they might not know what the whole theme will be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, not yet. We're going to wait on that. Okay, awesome. Um, Well, it is now time for our ghostwriter segment. So uh, if you have a question or comment about the world of the macabre, you can email us at AmericanHauntingsPodcast at gmail.com. This one's from Jason, and it's titled New Orleans. And Troy, I'm going to just put a disclaimer out there. I need to put a page on the site that says, if you're going to New Orleans, yeah, here's, here's the tour do. that because, we've said a thousand times that you should do. It's haunted but, history. But tours. also, but yeah, haunted <laughs> history tours. But also, I mean, we are in this shit all the time. Somebody might just listen to one episode. I know. Like, I hey, know. can I? You know. <laughs> so uh, this one says, hello, Troy and Cody. First off, I want to say I found your guys podcast a while back, just looking for haunted stories while working. I started with the very first season. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> and took a little bit of a hiatus and now catching back up. You guys do such an amazing job and I enjoy the stories that are told and appreciate the fact that you say well that's the story not certain about the hauntings portion of it and others you definitely confirm my family and i had the pleasure of going to alton the pleasure of going, the pleasure <laughs> of going to alton uh one time when we went to st louis and listened to the podcast on the way there then started putting places to the stories it was an absolute blast um i'm just gonna take a little break here um uh i've uh i've had even like friends of mine say like when we're that have gone away to college or moved away. They're like, when we drive back to Alton, like we listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I, and people that people that like, I know, but I had no clue. And they're just like, yeah, we listened to this on the way yeah. there. I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. Um, said, so, uh, we're, we're planning a couple days this winter in new Orleans on the way to Florida. Uh, I've been multiple times, my wife and kids there first. I know you said there was a haunted tour company in new Orleans, which yes. just mentioned, uh, that you highly recommend and cannot remember the name of it. Yeah. It's um, haunted history tours. Haunted history tours. Um, when you have a chance, if you could write back with ideas in the name of the company, that'd be amazing. Keep up the great job, guys. And thank you for sharing all the stories and historical information throughout each episode. Troy, stop interrupting Cody. I'm totally kidding on that. <laughs> I'm glad you're kidding because he won't stop. No, I'll never stop. Um, but yeah, I think I, but honestly, I'm, I was kind of- I can give a short list. Short list if you're going there with kids, okay? Oh, Haunted yeah, history please, tours. Please, Beignets. Yes. Dumbo shop. Yes. Those are things that are musts that you have kids with you. Um, you know, if you're, I mean, French Quarter things. It changes and a little bit. Stay off Bourbon Street. Yes. If you, yeah, if you have children, um, if, unless you want to be like, night. This, this could be you if you don't make the right decision. Well, there's that. Child. See these yeah. people puking over here? That could be you. That could if be you. If you live like they are. So, yes. I do yeah. think, like I said, I was being kind of facetious, but I probably yeah. should, like, so we get so many questions. And New Orleans is the perfect spot. I probably should just be like, hey, if you're going to New Orleans, we've talked about it a lot. Yeah, we could. Here's what, we here's could what you should do. just a, a suggestion list. Yeah, because yeah, we've, not a bad I mean, idea. because we had people even from Australia reach out and be like, Mm-hmm. I, I know nothing like yeah, what should i yeah, do yeah. um and then eventually i'll call the mayor of new orleans and i'll be like hey we're sending <laughs> people there you owe us some money um and I'll, I'll figure that out later but uh yeah hey i hope you guys have a great time in new orleans um it's i it's my favorite city that i've ever been to i don't want to live there but it's my favorite city i've ever yeah been i don't to. need to live there I, I visit there often yeah but i do not need to live there yeah so. but one is too expensive and it's it too expensive. floods and it's too hot and it floods it yeah it's a nightmare city it's, it's almost <laughs> like vegas but like no i love it so much um but yeah i hope you, got, you all have a great time um jason so yeah check check out the recommendations and um just kind of go with it i mean just walk around you know like oh yeah see what yeah, you there's find plenty of things to see yeah For and sure. i think i think i mean i think they'll love the site check out touchdown jesus you know yeah um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah and uh yeah there's a great what what's that little breakfast spot that I love with a big window. Oh, Pierre Antoine's. Yes. That's oh. the one you like. Yeah. A, and I, I like it too. But yeah, that's the one that you love. It's it's so good. And yeah. um, and Troy and I have talked about this before, but like 
those hospitality jobs and stuff are like so sought after that the the people are entertainers they have like a oh, stick yeah. and a spiel yeah, you know sure. and yeah 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 um all right man that's all i got okay all right sounds good so well guys thank you so much for um being part of the show with us uh we we really appreciate having you here and listening and we try to do things in return like the discount code that we use um just use the word podcast when you're shopping for books or it's tours or events or whatever huh it's podcast it's podcast that would be <laughs> yeah, just put saying. in the word podcast so uh at americanhauntings.net or in cody's clothing uh shirt store which is americanhauntingsclothing.com and you get 10 percent off everything uh, we've already talked about uh, Patreon quite a bit, and uh, I always do a plug for it at the beginning of the episode too. And uh, but we'd love to have you over there. Uh, we are on our third season there. Um, that's the one about H.H. Holmes. So if you're interested in that, check out Patreon.com/slash American Hauntings. And one new thing that I okay. wanted to okay okay just try. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend who does a podcast, and he has a lot of fun with it. So we thought we would try something new. I know that Cody always says, if you've got a comment or a question uh, or something like that, just send him that an email to the email address. But if you've got something short, uh, a comment about the show or a quick question that you would like us to answer on the show, uh, you can text it to us. <gasps> send us a text at 217-791-7859. And it might get read right on the show. So, this is news to me. Yeah, there's something new. Yeah, we're going to try this and see if it works. And oh if we my. start getting a bunch of jerks, then we're going to start blocking you. Is this going to go to me too, or is it go just go to you? Uh, it, how many lines do you need, man? I don't have that many lines. <laughs> I have this line we can use. No, I'm, I'm fine. Yep. 791-7859. Oh, and my anybody gosh. who wants to try it, uh, give us a, a text or a, a quick question, comment about the show, let us know. We'll yeah. do a conversation that way i lo i love that so much and i will say if you people start abusing it and being dumb we'll just shut it down immediately <laughs> yeah it's like so it's easy, to, yeah. easy to stop so yes <laughs> but i, I, love I don't that. think they will no i don't yeah. i love that i love that so much so if i text you and i don't get a response i'm gonna hit up that line and <laughs> you won't get one there either but no i'm just kidding um no that's but amazing. yeah we'll uh we want to we, we don't use it for the show so um just feel free to to drop that's a lot easier than sending emails for a lot of people send us a text <laughs> So you don't Absolutely. have to use your name if you don't want. We'll just refer to people unless you put your name in the text. We'll just refer to you by your uh, area. Your full phone number. No, 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 no. We won't do that. We definitely <laughs> will, won't give out phone numbers. I so will dox you. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, we no, definitely no. wouldn't do that. Uh, I, I love just it. Just your area code. Uh, but if you put your name in the uh, in the text, we'll we'll use your name instead. True. We can, okay. We can talk about this offline, but we have to come up with like a, a name for this thing, the ghost hotline, but like whatever, we got to come up with some kind of uh, like a uh, text uh, line. No, it's got, it's got to be a pun. It's got to be a pun. Um, we'll okay, talk. You work we, on that. We will talk about this often. Um, okay. Well, this episode of American Hauntings podcast was written by Troy Taylor and was produced and edited by me, Cody Beck. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends, neighbors, random people on the street about it, especially if you're in New Orleans and follow us on iTunes, <laughs> Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. See the website at AmericanHauntingsPodcast.com for more info about the show, notes, photos, links, and more. And again, Troy's been sending me photos for every, for every episode, episode and I'm putting yep. them on all those yep. pages. So yeah, I mean, you can kind of see when we're, yeah, you know, we could even, um, why don't we see if we can find a, a link to that video and embed oh, it I'll in link. the site. Yeah. The video from the surveillance 
Is it uh, is it on YouTube? Do you know? I believe it is on YouTube. I'll I'll just yeah. embed the whole video. Yeah, so, yeah. Just, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just embed it on there. Yeah, and can watch it on there. So. Absolutely. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anywhere else that you waste hours every day when you're supposed to be working or studying. We promise that we're much more entertaining. Oh, one more thing. Well, better than work and studying anyway. It's, yes. It's, Go ahead. Not, I'm sorry. Even if even if you're studying something interesting, you can just <laughs> like zone out and listen. Yeah, to us, that's true. Um, uh, somebody message us on Twitter and I, we've been talking about this for years but I'm finally going to do it um, I start I actually started doing it already I'm going to make a page that's just the movies from all of oh, our yeah. episodes and grouping them um, and just because yeah I saw about Diana that. had asked yes, about it, it yes, and that was, was like put it over the yeah, top, yeah yeah so. it was like the, the, the <laughs> straw that broke the yeah. ghost i can't remember yeah what dumb, something dumb, like that sh- dumb said, shit i, I said remember. but but uh <laughs> but i think it since it was her i was like you know what mm-hmm. i finally have to do this I and because and, I, I know people are always asking about the movies and think about it we have like what eight episodes about movies and shit well so who, yeah. who wants to go through and listen to all that well we have yeah because yeah well we also had like our original Halloween shows, but then our end of the year ones too. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, so like fifteen. Two every yeah, yeah. 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 So that's a lot. <laughs> it's like fifteen different. Yeah. So lists. I'm I'm working on putting those um uh all online. Um in something I was actually listening to earlier in one of the early episodes where eventually I think it was episode four, Troy, where I I just stopped and I was like, I'm not gonna tell you where this is available because it's gonna change so much. I'm like, just Google it. And you'll figure out where to stream this yeah. movie, you know? So I probably won't even link out to it. But No, I'll I wouldn't because, yeah, yeah. It'll change. They do change too much. Yeah, but sure. I'll, I'll put a list out there and just, you can copy, paste, put the movie in and then go for it. But I'll yeah. put them all in one place. So if you're like, oh, cool. I'm actually yeah, that's great. That's a great horror idea. or 80s yeah. horror or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, well, hey, thanks for listening. We couldn't and definitely wouldn't do it without you. So until next time, goodbye. Bye. So, oh, that was your line. Sorry. Say it again. Goodbye. So long. See you later. See you later. Sorry. <laughs> we should just apologize at the end of every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're really. so sorry. Uh, we don't yeah, know we're what sorry. Thanks.